The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word have handed them down to us, I too have decided, after investigating everything accurately anew, to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, and let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Could you imagine getting up before dawn, traveling here to the church, standing outside of those new beautiful steps we've built and completed, closing down Washington Street so the entire parish can stand in front of those stairs as I read to you the scriptures until about noon. So from dawn till noon, you just listen to me read scripture and proclaim and preach and all the rest. Could you imagine how joyful that would make you? Now, perhaps we would all weep a little bit too. Sometimes we weep even with the long version of the readings and maybe a 10-minute homily. But how could Ezra and the high priest respond to that reality, the difficulty sometimes, the physical even difficulty of listening to the Word of God for so long? How could he respond to all of that and say, do not weep but be joyful? How can our psalmist in our psalm today say that the commands of God bring great rejoicing to my heart? and the precepts of the Lord are wise, how can the psalmist say those, especially when he's referring to the Torah? I don't know if any of you have read the book of Leviticus or the book of Deuteronomy recently, but it's hard for me to find great joy in my heart and rejoicing as I read those. They're hard to understand. But I think something that the ancient Jews, that especially those who understand the full reality of our faith, what gives them the ability to find joy at the commands and ordinances of God is they understand three truths that for some reason we either just don't think about or we forget about. First, in order to understand that every rule, law, and ordinance that comes to us from our God, from scripture to tradition to the magisterium of the church, is first and foremost coming from the God who created you out of love. We have to first fully accept the reality that God created you for a purpose, and that purpose is to be with Him for all eternity in heaven. That He's created you for ultimate happiness. We have to first accept that truth. Secondly, 
We have to accept the fact that He alone knows how best to make you happy both for eternity and now. We have to accept the fact that He knows. I don't. Our society does not. We have to understand that our Lord Jesus Christ, our Father in Heaven, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, knows how best to teach us and to lead us to happiness, both for eternity and here and now. And finally, with those two truths understood and accepted, we then can see that every law, every rule, every ordinance that our loving Father gives to us is given to us out of love, so as to lead us to true freedom. If we can understand all of those, then indeed we can rejoice if the scripture was read to us for six hours outside, or if we just understand the teachings of the Catholic Church. All of it is done out of love, to lead us to happiness. In order to really delve into this, we have to place these truths before us every day. We essentially need to be in a culture that understands this. And this, my brothers and sisters, is a blessed gift that we have in this parish. Because in this parish, we have here a Catholic school that we form intentionally so as to be an environment, a culture, in which hopefully our children, their families, every single person that walks through these doors of this parish and the doors of this school, recognize that indeed they were created by God for a purpose, ultimate happiness. That He alone can teach them that happiness. That every rule and law, every commandment we learn about, is for our holiness, our joy, our sanctification. We here in St. Francis Xavier Catholic Parish and School are dedicated to forming a culture that truly allows people to encounter Christ in so many different ways. From a crucifix in a classroom, to the way that we serve lunch, to the way that we have art around the school, to the morning offering that we have, to the weekly Mass that we come to. From everything we do in religious education to adult education to the Knights of Columbus Hall, every aspect of this parish and school is to build up the body of Christ. Just this last week when I was at recess with the grade schoolers, a third or fourth grader ran up to me. I know she's not Catholic, and she told me, she said, Father, I love Fridays. And in my mind, I'm thinking, everybody loves Fridays because it's the end of the week. So I was expecting her to tell me that. If I didn't say anything, I just said, well, why? I said, Father, because every Friday we come over to church and we're going to pray with you. I was baffled. She doesn't know the full reality of the Mass. She doesn't practice it in her family. But because of the culture she's formed in in our school, she understands the full reality of what it means to encounter Christ here in this church. One of the high schoolers came over to the office and was asking for the daily Mass times. He just recently got his license and is able to drive. And he said he wants to try to make it to daily Mass outside of what we offer in school. We didn't tell him he had to do that. It's not a requirement for class. It's a fruit of the culture which we form in our Catholic school. Now the beauty of it is in our parish, in our school, in our religious education, are we perfect? Absolutely not. Because it's a system that's filled with sinners who are part of the system. But we are those who trust in the mercy and love of God We center our lives on Him. So I tell you as the pastor of this parish, of this school, that I will continue to focus all of my energies as I possibly can to root both this parish and the school firmly in the reality that our Lord Jesus Christ is present here in the Most Holy Sacrament of the Altar. 
that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, and we will proclaim boldly that reality and everything it means. I tell you as the pastor of this parish and school, that as one part rejoices, so the whole body rejoices, and as one part suffers, the whole body suffers. We are united as a parish and school into one body of Christ to build up the kingdom here, especially in Gary County. And so we make our prayers, we make our sacrifices so as to sanctify families. Here in this parish, we've had some really successful capital campaigns, especially the most recent one over the last couple of years. We've also had some really successful fundraisers for like new air conditioners and all sorts of things. My brothers and sisters, I don't stand up here to ask you for money. I stand here to ask you for prayers. Because we need to sanctify our families. That's the primary goal of this parish and school. And so today I'm going to ask you to start a spiritual campaign to storm heaven with prayers for the sanctification of our families. We can pick up any of those holy cards at any of the entrances to the church. I ask you to pray it daily, or at least every Sunday. Because with the sanctification of families, we will transform the society. The only way to heal from the things like the laws passed in New York with abortion up to birth is to form families and children who will fight against those for years to come. My brothers and sisters, we've been given the blessed opportunity in this parish to form children, to sanctify families. Through our school, through our religious education, through our adult education, through the Knights of Columbus, through all the different things that we do here in our parish. Let us give thanks to God and let us rejoice for His ordinances, His commandments. Because He created you for a purpose, ultimate happiness. He knows how best to make you happy. And he's given you every law and rule so as to lead you to true freedom. May our families know the reality of this. May we truly turn to our Lord Jesus Christ in every moment of need and joy in every moment of our lives. And may you know, my brothers and sisters, that you were created for an eternity of ultimate joy.